Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. Oh. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castigat Redendo Mores tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. Chen coming up in a little bit. He's a great political analyst, and uh, he's he's worked in big time campaigns, and he's a Stanford professor and all that sort of stuff. Hanson, I had an idea for something to talk to him about that wasn't impeachment because I hated the idea of asking him about that. Remember, I had a good idea yesterday. Was it the Stevie Wonder can see thing? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, he said no, he's some... all into that too, so he's ready to go. I had an idea too. Anyway, maybe it will pop back into my head, but we'll talk to him coming up because I just can't stand to talk about impeachment. Oh, I hear that. What the hell's the point? What are you going to say? Right, exactly. Well, so the cable news channels are going to talk about it all day long. Well, they suck. I don't oh, want to suck. Oh, I got to <laughs> I got to pay off my Home Depot thing that I mentioned last hour. Now, I don't know that this is true, but I'll bet it is. Uh, I said to my kids when we were at Home Depot the other day, I said, uh, "Do you know why the toilets are up there? Because the toilets used to be down on the floor around where they keep all that sort of stuff, and you could look at them all. But now they're way up high. You oh, barely you're the toilets there. to sell. I was picturing the, the like when you have to go to the bathroom. No, the toilets no, they okay. sell. They used to be yeah. down low, like all the other appliances, so or anything else, so you could right. see them. They're now yes. way up high. It's because people kept pooping in them. Oh no! Yeah. I, think, I think that's why. Because no. how, how many times did we do the story of a mad pooper that had struck a Home Depot in whatever part of the comp- country? It's it got to be the time. Got to be the Jackass movie, right? I, I believe that was the uh, the patient zero, if you will, of of those. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And another f- wow. That's, Which means this, this is not a sign of uh, society progressing. <laughs> All right. Which, which kind of well, gets to maybe all the theft at Home Depot, and I was talking about how sometimes you're there and there's not a human being to be seen anywhere. I mean, you got to—I don't know about you, but I need a little time if I'm going to do my uh, do my action there. And people are able to poop in the Home Depot toilets without getting caught. Yeah, because there's nobody yeah. around. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, well. Hey, a couple of other very brief follow-ups. Um, some some folks have called and emailed, etc. Two things: recent bust at a Home Depot, and I'm sure Lowe's is exactly the same. Uh, the thief claimed to be working for a Mexican cartel, which I could believe, hmm. because they're just they're criminal enterprises. If if you just think of them as a drug manufacturing and dealing enterprise, you're wrong. It's like the mob; they have all sorts of different enterprises. They going. diversify. Also, uh, we got word uh, from retailers that in uh, side-by-side counties, um, one county will respond to shoplifting calls and attempt to arrest somebody. The next county over will not. They just don't care. They don't have the people. So it just depends where you are. Interesting. Yep. Um, have you thought of what I was going to ask Lonnie Chen about there, Hanson? No? Still no? I don't remember. Was it about the Afghanistan war? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about the war in Afghanistan and, and the politics of that. Why, why we can't get a handle on that as a, as a democracy. And then the Stevie Wonder can see and, thing. And then maybe I, we'll get to that. I was going to ask him what r- went wrong with Eric Swalwell's campaign. Yeah, there you go. That's good stuff. Um, uh, you know what people brought up to me a lot last night at our Christmas party? We had a big Christmas party here, and I think there were two, 300 people. It was pretty crowded. And um, I had talked about the party yesterday. Ah! Pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Allergies, don't you know? You were saying? 
Wow. You screamed like you'd been stabbed. <laughs> well, it was a big sneeze. You know how sometimes you think you might need a sneeze? Oh, I got a sneeze coming. And sometimes it's like you're assaulted by the sneeze. Yeah. That was that was that kind. Anyway, I apologize, folks. I got as far away from the mic as I could. Um, so a bunch of people brought up to me something I said on the show yesterday, because toward the end of the show, I said some fairly negative things about my attitude about the Christmas party. Yes, and, you did. And, yes, you did. And I had so many people come up to me and and say, including some people who work here, and say, yeah, I heard you talking about that. I'm exactly the same way. I feel the same way. And I, and I think we all need to come out of the closet or just be a, a confident. And other people should accept this. There's a crowd of people, might be half of people, I don't know, but there's a, there's a crowd of people that do not like social gatherings. And I know for some of you, that seems strange. You know what seems strange to me? Liking that social gathering. And there are a lot of people that, that, that agree with me. This is an unpleasant thing that I'm doing right now. I'm doing it because I feel like I need to do it for uh, business reasons and for social reasons. Because I got to talk to people I like, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see once a year. But I'm doing it because of, uh, you know, there, there are some, there's some like push factors that make me want to do it. I'm not doing this because this is enjoyable. And I know that's surprising to those of you who are extroverts, who it's all upside. It's just nothing but, oh, good, food, drink, people, yay. For me, right. it's, um, I, I hate this, I'm going to be uncomfortable. It's something I don't want to do, but I'll do it anyway. That's what it is for a big chunk of the people at your Christmas party. And it's not because they're they're mean or bad or, or, or anything like that. Like, or don't like you or even. Or have bad attitudes. Or Yeah, it doesn't mean they have a bad attitude or they don't like you. They're just not built in such a way that they get any enjoyment from that experience. A couple of factoids that I share with the extroverts in the audience, just so we can understand each other better. Uh, according to, you know, and it's difficult to nail this down, about 25 to 40% of us are introverts. Um, you know, to, to whatever extent. And I remember, Jack, I thought you brought this little uh, tidbit of wisdom uh, to us a number of years ago. Perhaps you've forgotten it, as, again, you can hide your own Easter eggs. Uh, but um, <laughs> is that social encounters, particularly, uh, you know, it doesn't count if they're the people you know the very best. You know, if I get together with Jack and Sean and Marshall and Michael and, or my best buddies or whatever, This that doesn't count. But No, I don't have that feeling right now, and I'm surrounded right. by people. It, it's different. Yeah, Right, right. Your bigger social encounters where you're dealing with people you don't know very well. You brought us the piece of wisdom that extroverts are energized by that. They gain energy from that, whereas introverts are drained by that. Yeah. It's it's a trial, man. It's a it's a thing you get through. It's like den- it's like oral surgery. But when it's over, you're like, oh, thank God, I made it through that. Yeah, which and, extroverts just don't understand. And and I because wish... they're stupid. I'm sorry. That, 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 I'm sorry. That did not help to bring us together. I apologize. For so that. reaching across the aisle, what Sean said, I think, is very important. It doesn't mean I don't like you, or that I'm not a company person. Asking me to enjoy this is like asking me to jump higher. It's just, it's not something I can physically do. Right. It's just the way I'm built. And, and, and a lot of us. And I'm more than happy to show up to that sort of thing, especially because it ends up being more pleasant than you think it's going to. Usually, yeah. Usually, and, and for business purposes, it's important. Absolutely. I, I would just like people to understand that, look, if I seem less than enthusiastic, it's not that I have a bad attitude. It's that this sort of thing is is very difficult.
Hmm. And well, I was anyway. I was amazed by how many people said, yeah, I heard you talking about that. I'm exactly the same way. Whole yeah, bunch thank of God somebody and, said it out loud. And everybody whispered it to me like, you know, it's somebody, don't let anybody hear this. But I hate this also. Why, why shouldn't it be more uh, comfortable for people to to say, yeah, well, I'm part of the hates this crowd, but I'm here because it's a good idea. It's time for introverts to come out of the closet, where I'd rather be, frankly, in the closet. <laughs> That's why we don't come out, because we like it in there, in the dark, alone. Right. You you gay folks, you've set the example for us. We're coming out. Mm. Two or three friends. That's all. That's plenty. That's a lot. So <laughs> Lon Hee Chen knows a lot about the way uh, this democracy works and politics works, and we've been following the Washington Post war in Afghanistan story, and I wanted to ask him at least... Why can't democracies handle that better? A war that is not working. Among other things we'll talk to him about. Coming Great up idea. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Chen, he's the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies and Lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford University. And he's got his own podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen, and you might see him on all kinds of cable news channels or Face the Nation or whatever else being asked uh, about all things politics all the time. Lon He Chen, welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanks for having me. Have you been following the, the Washington Post story about the war in Afghanistan? Oh, it's incredible. It's an yeah. incredible uh, amount of reporting, and, and it's it's quite dense. I mean, some of this stuff is really dense, but it's really, some of it's shocking just to read. It's horrible. And, well, and, and the, the, the dishonesty and competence is just all-encompassing from uh, lack of coherent strategy to lack of uh, candor, reporting the progress to the American people, to the uh, incredible waste, the non-military programs. It's just, it's just a horrible mess. What's your yeah, reaction? I mean, What's your reaction to it as a guy who understands how our politics work? How do, how do you react to it? Well, you know, part of it is that we don't have a lot of visibility. I mean, it's incredible. We're a democratic society. We're a free society. We have a, a, a free media and a free press whose job it is to, to hold people accountable. And, and yet here we are. Uh, you know, so many years after the start of this uh, war in Afghanistan, and we're just now finding out kind of what's gone on. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that in, in these open democracies like ours, we in some ways expect and trust our leaders to tell us the truth about what's happening. And, and the way we hold them accountable is through elections uh, and, and obviously through the aforementioned media. And we expect Congress to hold the president accountable and vice versa. But when you have institutions breaking down, and that's really what we have in America, we have the breakdown of Congress working the way it's supposed to. Government doesn't work the way it's supposed to. People don't trust the media. And, you know, for good reason. There's reason to believe there's bias in the media. I understand all of that. But when these institutions break down, this is what happens. You have... Uh, a decade-old war, more, longer than that, decades-old war uh, that's yielded, unfortunately, little results. You know, 2,000, over 2,000 Americans dead, over 20,000 wounded or injured. And, and this is what happens. You have the breakdown of, uh, of entire democracy, uh, entire sort of democratic institutions. So it, it's sad to see because there's been a human toll that's been left. But, but the reality is this is, this is going on. I mean, we, we're still in Afghanistan, right? This is still, this is still happening. 
So does it have a to what extent does it have to do with the fact that we're not going to win? I mean, the quote unquote win, whatever that even means. So nobody wants to be the president who gave up. And and, right. and having said that and feel free to react any way you want. Is this just got to be Donald J. Trump? The first week of his second term says we're out. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one thing we, we've talked about, the unique nature of the Trump presidency and why he's a unique president, and he's willing probably to do some things that past presidents haven't been willing to do. Uh, if anybody would be able to do that, it would be him. I think we have to be careful about what getting out means. You know, I mean, I, to a certain degree, I'm, I'm torn here because I, like other Americans, probably feel like enough is enough. Yet there there are some things, there are some very bad things that could happen if we simply just said, you know what, we're not going to have presence there anymore. I don't know what the right answer is. You know, I've struggled with this over the years because at various points I've advocated for leaving a small security force there. I've advocated for more infrastructure funding. But what's clear from all of this reporting is that none of that really seems to have worked. I mean, you know, the, the, the most incredible thing is someone was saying at one point we were spending $3 million a day to try and rebuild infrastructure in, in an Afghan uh, village that was the size of a small county. And think about spending $3 million bucks a day and still not getting anything for it. So, I, I, unfortunately, gentlemen, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know if a precipitous withdrawal is the right thing either, but, but I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Trump is going to be willing to do some things probably that other presidents wouldn't, wouldn't be willing to do. I, I think part of it is like we, you know, we've been watching impeachment and a variety of other hearings and all this other stuff that happens, and we see them all posturing, and we know that both sides are regularly spinning or lying or obfuscating in whatever way, but we think they're they won't do that about war. Okay, you're doing it about this stuff, but I assume you're not doing it about war. But apparently, they do it about war also. Yeah. Well, and and that's the discouraging part of it is that, um, as I said, I think our political process so emphasizes short-term gain. It so emphasizes the the short media cycle and just winning today that you end up with incentives for politicians to do just that, to lie and to obfuscate and to color the picture of what's going on. And this is not a partisan statement. As you guys know from the reporting, it's an indictment of presidents, both Democrat and Republican. Oh, yeah. And And, and secretaries of defense and and generals and colonels and, yeah. Yeah, and, and people in our military hierarchy. I mean, this is one of the things about, I mean, the, our, our, our military is the most incredible fighting force in the entire world. And there are people who lay their lives on the line every day. And yet what has become clear is that the leadership of a lot of these military institutions has also become, uh, has also kind of fallen prey to the same kind of political cycles that we see from members of Congress and presidents. And, and that's really unfortunate. You know, it's, it's sad. You know, talking about this, because uh, we only have a couple of minutes with you, it, it feels grubby to bring up any of the domestic stuff. <laughs> it just feels grubby to uh, to get yeah. into any of the news of the day. I heard somebody say the other day, if it weren't for the impeachment vote, by far, you could you could make the argument that Friday to Friday was the best week Donald Trump's ever had in his presidency. From jobs numbers and employment report through today, China, everything else that has happened. The USMCA yeah, agreement? Yeah, his big, biggest legislative win of his presidency. He's had the best week he's ever had while he got impeached. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except, except for the fact that he's going to get impeached. I mean, what I would say is people got to keep their eye on the ball in terms of what's going to happen next November. And and in my mind, the 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 state of the economy, the ability to get a deal with China, 
the, the ability to get this revised NAFTA, USMCA done, the, the continuing strong labor market, that is what's going to matter when we get to November, not impeachment. As much as, I, I mean, I get it, impeachment is wall-to-wall right now. You would think it's the only news out there. Yeah, but nobody's but paying this, attention. Right. Really. But once this process is done, what we're going to come back to is, what's it going to take for Trump to get reelected? And with a strong economy, it's going to be very hard for the Democrats to beat him. I, I, I don't care about all this other noise. You've got to come back to the fundamentals. And really, what Trump is doing is focusing on these things that he knows are going to help him get reelected. And, and, and so, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to see the forest for the trees right now. But I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff on impeachment is just going to be a distant memory when we get to next year. Yeah, agreed. I think, Jack, you put it, it's going to seem like, what would you say? It's going to seem like 1975 <laughs> right? <laughs> by the time yeah. we get to November. Lonnie Chan of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. Uh, Lonnie, it's always, uh, always fun to talk. Thanks a million. Sure. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All right. Yeah, same yeah, to you. you. Too. Same to you, Lonnie. Um, he's got kids, so I know they're, uh, they are they got to be excited. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the, the economy thing is true, but, man, in a, a year, a lot can happen in a year. we got damn near a year. And that, remember the crash of 08? That came on us out of nowhere. Just kaboom. Right, right. You know, I, I'm sorry. I can't. Um, I can't. Well, you're right. God, that was troubling. That a- absolutely obliterated everything from my mind. Um, I was going to say, getting back to the Afghanistan thing very quickly, because Lonnie is a very smart and a very thoughtful man, and he's also a moral guy. And when he advocates for one thing or another in something as serious as this, it's because he truly believes it. And and he couldn't figure out what to advocate. We as a people need to understand, we have about three, maybe four choices in Afghanistan. Each one of them is sickening. We just need to come to terms with that. Tell me what it is, though. Be honest with me about it. I'm fine with that. And then we need to choose one, and we need to be grown-ups about it and say, look, uh, precipitous withdrawal or whatever you want to uh, uh, call it, yes, that's going to be really tough to take. It's going to be kind of sickening, but all of our choices are sickening. We need to make a choice because not making a choice is a choice, sure, and it's a terrible one. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Just in time for Christmas, big news about a China-U.S. trade deal. We've got that and more coming up. Yeah, this is all breaking news on the whole China thing. Stay tuned. We just had a little off-the-air conversation, Joe, that you might have enjoyed. Um... I think it is my stance now that if anybody mentions the uh, drops an SH bomb, I am out on any political conversation. As soon as anybody says that so and so is shredding the Constitution, I am. <laughs> is that the new Hitler? I am turning it off. Got I was on one of the channels, and either party, and they both do it a lot. Anytime right. they are, or he is, or she is shredding the Constitution, I'm out. I just can't handle that. <laughs> They're essing the sea. <laughs> wow, you're right. I, that may be the new, you're just like Hitler. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Really? I, we probably ought to get an update on all those penis fish that are washing up oh, on the shore geez. in California. Oh, man, no. It's terrible. Have you it's seen, a terrible story. Have you seen these fish, though? Who knew there were fish that looked like this? Well, they're not fish. They're worms. They're okay. ocean-going worms. Okay, whatever they are. They're washed up on shore, and they look like... Well, they look like what I said. I would never go back to that beach again. How could you? I mean, it's imprinted in your memory. You'd you'd have to get, like, PTSD counseling. Oh, my God. 
Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Yeah, looks like we got a breakthrough. Chinese officials confirming they have agreed to a phase one trade deal with the U.S. The country's vice commerce minister saying significant progress has been made and the Americans have agreed to remove some tariffs that it's placed on $360 billion worth of goods. The tariffs are going to be removed in phases. China, for its part, is agreeing to buy more agricultural products and to strengthen its laws that protect foreign companies operating inside its border, and that includes intellectual property and currency. Now, I assume assume there will be some way to enforce this. Or well, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's a critical part of this. It's part of the enforcement mechanism. Just look if you if we catch you doing this, the tariffs are back on because clearly it is hurting China. The fact that they're willing yeah. to, uh, to to come this far. Now the U.S. Has, we want deal. The U.S. has not officially announced the deal, though the details have been leaking out to the news media. And now the Chinese have confirmed it. <laughs> we want deal. <laughs> well, that's the Chinese there. Um, we want deal. Yeah, the, the details of this, I can't wait to read more about yeah. it because there are uh, various um, malign regimes around the world that will agree to all sorts of stuff. And then they just make sure that the enforcement mechanisms are so weak they don't matter. Witness Iran with the nuclear deal or North Korea, for instance, back in the 90s. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, I'm curious to hear uh, what the details are. Well, this would be a great time for a one-word positive, Sean. Market update. Uh, the market is whipsawing, whipsawing. Wow. Uh, on the initial news of the the trade deal, it, it shot up, and then as details and people are trying to figure it out and what's real and what's not, it seems to have kind of pulled back a little bit. Hmm. Now it's back down in the red as, as well, people are just figuring it out. The market probably saw that picture of the beach full of those penis fish. And <laughs> It was so sickened by it that they just, everybody freaked out. So, after days of impassioned speechifying, the House Judiciary Committee took five minutes to approve two articles of impeachment against President Trump. The uh, articles now being referred to the full House are expected to debate and vote on them next week. I, I don't want to talk about this, but I can't not comment on this. One of the reasons your impeachment hasn't worked is the whole crying wolf for so long and it's obviously true but if this were dropping in kind of a vacuum uh, maybe you have an argument i suppose but do you remember how many times you've been told after the Mueller report came out we have 10 clear-cut examples of of, uh, obstruction of justice it's right there in black and white well none of them were clear-cut enough not one of the 10 for you for you to include in impeachment articles and there are uh, so many other examples. Yeah, the vote yeah. Was, the vote was supposed to happen yesterday, but after the committee had met for 14 hours, the Democratic chair, Jerry Nadler, suddenly recessed the panel. There's been a long two days of consideration of these articles, and it is now very late at night. I want the members on both sides of the aisle to think about what has happened over these last two days and to search their consciences before we cast our final votes. That move did not go so over well. So it can be on TV tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. That move did not go over well with committee Republicans. You chose not to consult the ranking member on a schedule issue of this magnitude? So typical. This is the, the this is the kangaroo court that we're talking about. She's outrageous. Or Stalin-esque. Yes! Let's have a dictator. It's good to hear about that. N-A-M- Unbelievable. Yes, they're shredding. They're shredding the Constitution. 
But but seriously, yeah. the, the Trump um, uh, renting out his hotel to foreign dignitaries, a clear violation of his... Okay, if it's a clear violation, then impeach him on it. All these other things you've said it was a clear violation for the last three and a half years, none of them made and it... And please, into, Russia collusion. Yeah. The granddaddy of them all. None of them made it into your impeachment articles. I guess they weren't quite as clear as you had been saying. Meanwhile, those ring doorbell cameras raising a number of concerns surrounding privacy. There are some arguing if you've got a doorbell camera, you need to have a sign saying that you've got one. The issue is those cameras can capture moments that the owners can share on social media, but without the person being photographed's knowledge. For example, an Amazon employee dropping off a package at a house was caught on camera dancing after the homeowner left out some snacks for delivery people. That video went viral, and the employee reportedly found out only when his supervisor told him the video was online. So, now so is are, he in trouble? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, Am I supposed to be horrified by this? Uh, people Amazon are just, employees dancing? <laughs> people are just suggesting, you know, you really ought to let people know, you know, that if you're, you're being photographed, you should behave yourself. I'm going you? to hold a penis fish in front of your camera. <laughs> and on an even, uh, well, more creepier, creepier yeah. note, Several families have reported the scary experience of having their ring camera systems hacked, raising questions about the security of the devices. A woman in Mississippi put a ring camera in her daughter's room to keep an eye on the daughters while she worked overnight as a nurse. Four days after putting the camera in, her eight-year-old heard music and a banging noise from the room where the camera was, and she went in. She says she heard a voice saying, I'm Santa Claus. Don't you want to be my best friend? Oh, jeez. Oh, not cool. Not cool. The voice also taunted the girl and pushed her to mess up her room and break her TV before her father came in and turned the camera off. Ay, 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 creepy. Indeed. That's your name. And and, and can we assume that whoever this sicko was, was was eyeballing the girls as well, could see the... Well, of course, that's how they would know to say something to somebody, I guess. Yep. Wow, that's freaky. Yep. Yeah, good point. You'd have to know it was a kid before you'd start talking about Santa Claus. Right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Isn't it just an axiom at this point? If you're hooked up to the Internet, it can be hacked. Mm-hmm. And, and if and, it can be hacked, it will be hacked. Yeah. Yep. Or ha- probably a better axiom would be it has been hacked. Yeah. Is it an axiom or a, a truism or a oh, bromide? Boy. I don't know. Oh, axioms, truism, a motto Ooh. or a creed? I don't right? know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Nail this down. It um, makes a difference. Don't you want to be my best friend? <laughs> yes. Oh golly, it's making my skin crawl. Biden said something interesting about Elizabeth Warren. Buttigieg said something interesting about uh, Sanders. I could hit you with those very shortly. Uh, I suppose it uh, won't take long. Trust me, I won't get off on a. Good. Wacky tangent about it. Good. Let's see. I got all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, I got a Bloomberg story, but who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Hey, did you know that uh, the press isn't allowed to report on the election at all on Election Day in Britain? There are really strict rules about what can be said and done on Election Day. Yeah, so obviously you couldn't do that in the United States because that would be a obvious violation of our free speech, but... Right. I think about uh, elections back before polling, which isn't that long ago. Right. Polling is a really recent phenomenon. Um, how much? Which polls? All of them are okay. a recent phenomenon. Okay. Don't you think? Don't you think elections were clearly better when you didn't have polling? When you weren't well, led by polls? Yeah, the, uh, many of the networks have been shamed into not releasing exit polling while other polls are open. 
which I think is good. That's oh, that's yeah. that's uh, ethics. It's yeah. a rare example yeah, of ethics day. in I the just media. Mean in general, we, it wasn't very long ago we didn't have polls at all. Right. We well, did, I, had you had no idea until election day if somebody was up by thirty or down by thirty. Right. Uh, yeah, I I do think that's probably better. Had I'll to be sh- better. I'll share with you some of the UK's rules, and we can uh, you know argue about whether we think they're a good idea or not. Okay. Now all that stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. So Fox has had the best year they've ever had, ratings-wise. The ratings are just out for the year. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Um, got this whole Democratic race going on. I don't want to spend much time on this, but hit you with these headlines. Elizabeth Warren with her most pointed criticism of the frontrunner Biden yesterday about how he says he's going to work with Republicans. Well, we're not working with Republicans. And Biden responding by saying, how do you expect to get anything done? Are you going to get tax policy through with executive order? Or are you going to make major climate deals all on your own? You've got to work it through the constitutional process. It's the only way to do it. So I thought that was you a know, pretty good response. Yeah, that gets right back to what I'm talking about, the, the death of adulthood. I mean, an adult understands that. A child just, you know, just uh, blurts out its, its, its childish emotional impulses. And, and act then folds its arms and gets red faced and, mm, uh, you know, gets that angry toddler mm, look on their face. Grownups have to understand our system works when we find common ground. Each, you get 60% of what you're looking for. I get 65% because I'm in the part, I'm the party in power and we, we run the country. What happened to that? She's going with the I'm running for eighth grade class president routine of I'm going to put chocolate in the drinking fountain. Yeah. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid she's the smart one. Yeah, right. Understood. She's reading the room better. I think if crap that, sells, sell crap. Uh, also, Buttigieg, I wanted to hit you with that. Uh, Buttigieg jabs rival. I was a big fan of Bernie Sanders when I was 18 years old. <laughs> oh, that's good. Which is a good, you know, age that's, shot that isn't directly an age shot. So. That's a little hurtful. Oh, oh I, I took that to mean uh, you have to be a, a teenager oh, to think Bernie makes sense. Works both ways. I don't know if that's a good idea. Bernie is by far the leader among the young crowd. I actually tweeted this to my niece the other day. Uh, the poll broken down to people under the age of 35. See if I can put up my hands on that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So a 35 and under, Bernie is at 52%. Great, Scott. Nationally. You know, the national numbers where Biden's been in first place by a fair amount the whole time, Biden is in third place at 11%. For 35 and under crowd, Bernie has half the voters. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Yeah. Gosh dang it. I got to I gotta, I gotta like, wrestle with that. Uh, in I got to come to terms with it. In, Bernie does the worst with the older crowd. And I think some of that is the, the uh, older Democrats. The older Democrats who realize, like the guy said to Biden last week in Iowa, look, I'm 80. I know I'm not as sharp as I used to be. Young people, because I remember what it's like to be young, 
80 and 50 are the same thing when you're young. <laughs> I mean, just, and lucky your parents seem to be fine, and they're, they're almost 60. So he's okay at almost 80. You, do, you get older, you realize there are, there are gradations of age. The older crowd says, no, wait a second. Yeah, I wonder. The, uh, the older crowd also doesn't have the student loan debt that he seems to be most aggressively ah, kind of campaigning for, which excellent, I excellent point. would be yeah. up on their list Your of priorities. Your point's better than my point. And voting my point voting out, their pocketbook. At a point, my point out. I get your word straight, Jack. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Yeah, good, I, excellent point there, positive, I, Sean. I finally did watch that video. Biden did walk toward that guy in a rather menacing way. Oh, yeah. I, I would have thought if I were in a... In a, 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 a that confrontation in a normal situation, I'd have thought we're about to fight. Right. You know, in terms of body language, if the fat old farmer had been sitting down and Joe approached him like that, that's time to get up. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. you might be throwing dogs any second now. <laughs> really old dogs. Well, I tell you what, with all due respect to tough Joe's upbringing there on the, uh, the hard scrabble streets of Scranton, you got some 83 year old farmer. He will whoop a 50 year old city boy's ass I'm every not, time. I'm not going to. We the people on this tough, farm. Tough as nails. And, and I, for one, would like to see that probably on Fox TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they got the 80 best year old ratings. farmers versus 53 year old city guys. <laughs> where they're having their best ratings since the first year they went on the air on Fox. That's not surprising. They're they're giving Fox News or the Fox Network, the Fox Fox. News Network. Oh, Fox News. Yeah, Fox News all day long Uh, with Hannity having the number one show, averaging about three and a half million listeners and and, uh, viewers. And the number two show is Tucker Carlson, which is uh, it's interesting. It's its own thing. He he did the opposite of what anybody else practically would do. You take over the number one show in the country, you would try to do the same thing they were doing. And he didn't. He took over O'Reilly's slot, and he did something completely different, completely point of different point of view, different way of doing it. And he did him. He did him. You he did himself. You. Right, it's working for him. Yeah, but that's well. you know it, the 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 Trump hating channels split their audience among a couple, so that that's how Fox dominates. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Uh, let's. Oh, you know what's funny? When we were talking about that creepy, creepy ring doorbell story, I'd meant to bring this up, and it just flitted out of my mind. Uh, there's a big story in Minneapolis that there were recording devices discovered um, in multiple rooms at the downtown Hyatt Regency. I mean, it's it's a beautiful hotel. It's a great hotel. Um, and uh, Minneapolis police are being fairly quiet about it, exactly how many they found in how many rooms. Um, but, uh, wouldn't it almost have to be hotel personnel? Mage Jack. <laughs> the, 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 the little scumbags who bring your bags up to your room. Freaks to carry your bags up that's to the it. room. <laughs> that's it. Freaks. That's the um, word but, uh, Elvis would, used. <laughs> wouldn't it have to be hotel employees for the most part, unless you're going to get stay in all those rooms? So there's this guy who's quoted in this story, Mark Lanterman. He's the former investigator of the U.S. Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. He's also the chief tech officer for computer forensics who does this sort of thing. Um, and he was asked, does this shock you? No, it doesn't shock me, he said. Um, he said it's $36 for a camera that big holding his, his fingers an inch apart. Um, affordable, high-powered surveillance cameras. Uh, it would be very easy to sneak a device onto a hotel's Wi-Fi network, stream that video over the Internet to the computer where the voyeur is sitting. It, it, so you got to get the camera into a room, but it can be it can be Wi-Fi, obviously, Bluetooth. 
Um, and so it doesn't have to be hooked up to anything. And then somehow you hack into the Wi-Fi network and, and stream it to yourself. If it were one room, I'd just think it was somebody who stayed there. But if it's a bunch of rooms, I wonder if it's the, the hotel employees themselves of some sort. Oh, it would Come on now. you got to use a little imagination. You know, check in, check out, check in, check out over the course of a, a week or a month or whatever. It's an expensive hotel, though. So well, you can see some. So Jack you can see some Perving people. does not come free. So you can see something that you can f- find online anywhere for free. What are you going to just look at sex? free internet porn like a loser? You you want to make an omelet? You got to crack some eggs. You want to perv on hotel guests? You got to spend a little time, spend a little money. Do you remember? See, you're you're like a millennial. You just you're not <laughs> willing to do the work. <laughs> do you remember that story? It was fascinating. They busted this guy, or or he just admitted he ran this hotel. If I remember right, it was kind of oh, like a rural right. small hotel, and he had been climbing up. I mean, this is old school. He'd been climbing up in the attic and, and like, looking through the, the, the vent in the ceiling for decades yeah. at people and, and, and then journaling about it, like writing down everything he saw, and he'd seen all kinds of stuff from... From from sexy to boring, but right uh, wasn't there a movie and a book about that? But I remember, yeah, he, he would watch people arguing about money and watch them, uh, you know, talk about where they're going next, and then watch them having sex. Yeah, but so that's that's own kink that is voyeurism, right? That I apparently don't have because, um, so so it's extra special that you're being a voyeur because if you just wanted people having sex in a hotel room, that's all over the internet. Right, or or in various states of uh, undress, doing all sorts of things uh, with others and without, right. Every single, very, if you can conceive of it, there's porn of it. So, yeah, it's got to be an extra thrill. Next time I'm in it. every hotel room from now on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, yeah, you want to see this? How about this? Huh? Get a brighter oh. light. Take a look at that. You like Jeez. that? Wow. Is that wow. what you wanted? Oh, man. Now you're gonna... you regret it, don't you? You're going to punish them yourself. Exactly. This is vigilantism. <laughs> Are you happy now? You got that high-def camera? Look at this! This is sick enough. 4K coming right at you. Yeah! Ah, Get a ah, bright light on that. Huh? I, I need to take a look at my ways. <laughs> I hope you've learned a lesson. Oh, that's that's just a beautiful image. That's a beautiful thing. Let me do some thing. toe touches. Oh. Oh, it's all right. Make him stop. Somebody make him stop. <laughs> well, you got to punish these people. It's the only way to get them to quit. Put down a towel on the chairs and then don't put a camera in or let's come on, people. If you're with us come next on. hour, clips of the week on the way.